Welcome to Harvest Mission Community Church. You are listening to one of our sermons. Once again, Merry Christmas, and I hope that all of you will be blessed. I wanted to give just a short exhortation, just kind of encouragement, and just the meaning behind Christmas. I know for many of us, we grew up in a culture where Christmas was all about gifts and receiving things. But really, as a, a follower of Jesus Christ and the Christian um, perspective, uh, Christmas is more than just receiving gifts or giving gifts. It's really about Jesus Christ. And so I wanted to share a little bit about that. So uh, as I get started, I'm just wondering, uh, how many of you know what this picture is? And so it's going to be on your screen there. And this picture is more than just a, a blue bottle, but they call it the blue bottle uh, coffee. And the reason why this is kind of uh, interesting is because uh, this company was actually started uh, back in the early 2000s, and it was started in Oklahoma, uh, not Oklahoma, uh, Oakland, California, uh, back in the early 2000s. And you'll see um, uh, just uh, one of their stores there, the original store that they started. So it's a really popular and a very well-known, or I guess very famous, a coffee producer and roaster and the thing about them that's uh, unique and like many other great coffee uh, companies is that they actually try to go from roasting the uh, beans to giving it to the consumers or to those people who will then consume that within less than 48 hours so i'm just wondering how many coffee lovers uh, do we have out there can i see your hands or you could just go ahead and Put a little emoji on your screen if you are a coffee lover. All right. So those of you who enjoy coffee, uh, this company actually sells it within the United States and Japan and Korea and even here in Hong Kong. And the reason why I wanted to start off with this is because I actually received some coffee from this company as a gift. And uh, if you look at this picture in front of you, you will notice that this was the coffee. This was a present. I just took it off my, uh, my table there. But this is the coffee that was given to me. And I haven't tasted it yet because I'm going to wait. And, uh, but I'm going to taste it sometime this week. And the thing is that if you look at this picture, uh, there's several things you'll notice. Uh, and I want to kind of preface it by saying this. If you look at this gift carefully, you will notice that this person who gave me this gift really knows me for several reasons. And the first one is that they know that I love coffee. So giving me the gift of coffee uh, reminds me that they, they know that I enjoy it. Second thing is that they, like, they know that I like quality stuff. I don't like really bad coffee. Some people are, well, Pastor, you always meet people at Starbucks. It's not because of the coffee, just to be clear. It's because it's most convenient place to meet. And then you get 24-hour internet access and you can sit there for hours. So I really like quality stuff, good quality uh, coffee, a little bit of a snob there. So for, please forgive me. The third thing that you will notice about this coffee, if you look at this picture, is on the top line, you will notice here it says exceedingly rare coffee, which means that there aren't too many that are out there or they have roasted in this particular blend. And so when you think about this, you will know that this person not only knows me, but they care enough to get me this particular gift. And I think in the same way, Christmas 
when we think about what the meaning behind it is, is similar to that, how it reminds us how much God knows us and how much he cares for us. And that is the reason why he has given us the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, when you think about this Christmas, I'm wondering how many of us think about the giving and the receiving. But I want to kind of challenge us as we think about this to look at it from the perspective of the giver who's giving us this incredible and the greatest gift of all. So when we're finding presence, I would think about when, when we find presence and then we give it to that person, it really shows a lot about who we are. When you think about spending time in Christmas and having dinners or meals with people, it really tells a lot about who you are because it's about time spent with those people. So I wanted to just kind of have you guys get into breakout rooms. And I know many of your groups were like seven or eight people big. So we're going to divide that up even into smaller groups so that it will be about three or four of you so that you can have at least some discussion. The reason why we do this is because we really want you to be able to engage and talk about the topic instead of just me being a talking head. And so the question that I'm going to ask you is simply this. What was a gift that you received or a memorable time spent uh, with people that really made you special? And just share why. Why was that the case? So we're going to give you about seven, seven and a half minutes because I know there's about three or four of you and you have to kind of think it through. But go ahead and just maybe someone keep the time and make sure everyone has the equal amount of time to share. But just share a gift that you received in the past or maybe... Uh, a time spent with some people that were very memorable for you and just and very special for you for you and then share why that is the case. So we'll come back after seven minutes. Uh, welcome back. Hopefully you had an opportunity to share with one another. And the thing that I want to really help us to focus in on is the importance of the person who's giving the gift because it shares uh, shows you a lot about who they are and their heart for us, the person they're, they're giving the gift to. So I wanted to go ahead and just kind of think about uh, Christmas in the context of God giving us the greatest gift, which is Jesus Christ. And I wanted to read a passage that I, I think is familiar with many of you, but I wanted to kind of put it in the context of Christmas. And the passage I want to read is John 3.16, and I'm going to read it in several different translations. And usually when what we do in our church is that when there's a yellow highlighted, uh, I want you to go ahead and read that with me, say it just together all in one voice, and I think that will be an encouragement. Listen to what it says in the NIV. The NIV Bible says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now go ahead and look at the the Passion Translation, it says this, and read the yellow section with me. It says, for this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. I'm going to go ahead and read from the Amplified Version. It says this, and read the yellow section with me. It says, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten or unique son so that whoever believes in, uh, trusts in, or clings to, relies on him shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal or everlasting life. So when you look at this passage, I want you to see how this famous verse in the Bible 
can actually be understood in the context of Christmas. A couple things that I want to just kind of highlight for us really quickly here is that you'll notice that the, God's gift is undeserved and unexplainable. It's just undeserved and unexplainable. It says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world. But why would God love, so, love us so much and prize us so much, even though we have sinned and rebelled against Him? And I was just kind of trying to think about this, like when do we feel very undeserving? When do we feel as if uh, when we get something that we know deep inside we should not have received it? And I realized there are two things that heighten this kind of feeling of undeservedness. The first, the first one is this, that the, grad, or the magnitude and the greatness of the gift oftentimes helps us to feel the sense of being undeserved. Think about it this way. If someone decided to gift you with an apartment or a car, brand new, like you, no matter who you think you are, you just realize like, I don't deserve that. And it's just overwhelming because it's the magnitude and the greatness of the gift. The second thing that will help us to kind of heighten that uh, sense of not deserving it is when there is this sense of unworthiness from the receiver of the gift. So let me put it this way. If you did something wrong to, let's say, a person and their family, and they decide to just give you a gift, certif a gift certificate to a, a meal, so you can have a meal uh, with your friends or family, you'll realize that once you know that you've done something wrong and you receive anything, it doesn't even have to be the magnitude of the gift, but if you receive anything from them, that's when you realize you are undeserving. So think about this for a second. This idea of being undeserved oftentimes is heightened by the magnitude of the gift and also the sense of unworthiness. And that's what the Bible is talking about when it says, For God so loved the world that He greatly prized us. But think about us. Think about our lives and how much we have sinned against God. Uh, many of us understand because we have failed. We have made mistakes. There's nothing righteous in us. We can't stand before God and plead our innocence. But when you think about the gift of Jesus Christ given to us, the magnitude of His one and only Son, this is when you realize it's un unexplainable. Why, why would you do this, God? The second thing that I want you to notice is not only the undeserved and unexplainable aspect of the gift, but I want you to know that the gift is also unmeasurable, and undeniable. As many of you know, uh, whenever something is rare or kind of like one of a kind, then the price of that item goes up. Just think about some of the vintage or the classic. Uh, uh, it could be anything from cars to watches, uh, just to furniture, even paintings, where there's only one type of painting that this famous person painted. You realize that that price goes up. And so in the translation that we read earlier in the Passion Translation, it says one and only, and it says unique son as a gift. So how can we even measure what life is worth? To think that someone would actually give life to us, his one and only son. Uh, that's when you realize it's unmeasurable. And the part about it is it's undeniable. Because that shows us how much He loves us. If you look at the other translation, I mean, why would anybody would want this? 
Because in the Amplified Version, as we've read, it says, so whoever believes in or trusts in, clings onto, or even relies upon, they shall not perish, but they should have eternal life. What a great reminder for us that oftentimes when we think about Christmas, it's really about us giving gifts and receiving gifts, but we forget the greatest gift that God has given to us uh, was His Son, one and only Son, Jesus Christ. And that's why we can definitely say when we look at who He is and we look at who we are in our sinfulness, in our rebellion, in our life of disobedience, uh, that we try so hard to try to earn our way up to heaven. But God says that even though you are undeserving, I've given you the best that I can give to you. And it is something that is not even measurable. It is something beyond your comprehension. It is unexplainable. And that it will be undeniable that with this kind of gift to people like us, we will receive it with joyful hearts. I wanted to close out this time and just show you a picture of the nativity scene. And some of you might know the word nativity comes from the Latin word natal, which means birth. And that's why they call it a nativity scene. And I want you to look at this picture. And as you look at this picture, you'll realize that this is, a, those of you who are into art, this is Charles Lebrun. He's a 17th century French painter. And this famous painting is called The Adoration of the Shepherd. So when you're looking at this picture, you'll notice that all eyes are pointing towards the birth of Jesus Christ, and just the lighting. I'm sorry, this is not an art class or anything, but just the lighting of where the birth of Christ, just, just where Jesus is, it, it's, it's phenomenal when you look at this in contrast to the other colors. And even up near the top, you see all of heaven rejoicing and witnessing this. And this is a great reminder for us as we looked at this picture. Who are we? The God in His infinite grace and his mercy decided to look down upon people like us and give us the best gift the greatest gift of all which is his son jesus christ i don't know where you are right now in this christmas season some of you might be feeling depressed some of you might be feeling alone some of you maybe there are a lot of things that you were that were unexpected this 2020 year maybe some of us are feeling anxious maybe things didn't go the way you expected them to go but I want to say this to you, that in spite of all your circumstances, in spite of who you are and what you've experienced, what you have done, maybe things that you're ashamed of or things that you are feeling the sense of guilt, that God, because he so greatly loved you and so greatly prized you, that he gave the greatest gift, his one and only son, Jesus Christ. I pray that this Christmas season, that with this kind of heart of gratitude, may we celebrate it as we receive the gifts but be reminded that we have the greatest gift of all. So at this time, we're going to go ahead and just sing a, a song together talking about the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we sing this, uh, be encouraged. I want you to sing it with our, our band. And as we're singing this together, let's remember this name of Jesus. There is no one who is equal to him, no one who rivals even close to him. May we receive this with that kind of joyful heart. And as we sing... Afterwards, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray for you. I want to bless you with a Christmas blessing prayer. Uh, afterwards, we're going to then release all the life groups to go ahead and close out in their own unique way. And I just pray that, uh, Lord willing, 
if we have an opportunity to gather together in person, we'll love to see you on a Sunday or maybe even a life group and get to meet people uh, face to face. Uh, so be encouraged. So God bless you. Have a great Christmas. Amen. And what a beautiful and wonderful and powerful name, the name of Jesus Christ. And I just want to encourage all of you, maybe some of you, it's been a while since you've been back to church, or maybe even some of us who have been struggling. I want to just encourage us to remind ourselves of the gospel, that uh, you and I, we could not save ourselves. And that's why God knew that. And that's why he sent his one and only son to come into this earth, born in the major, and live life that we could not live, which is the perfect life, so that we could have eternal life in him. All you have to do is just confess your sins and put your faith in Jesus Christ, clinging to him, trusting in him, that he is the only means of salvation. And your life will never be the same. And we want to invite you to do that. So if you would just join me at this time, I want to pray for all of you as we uh, close our time. And there's going to be some quick announcements afterwards. But if you could just bow your heads and I just want to give you a Christmas blessing here. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love for us when you did not have to love us in our sinfulness, in our rebellion, in our disobedience. That's why we understand how undeserved we are of this love. We're reminded, Lord God, that there is nothing that can compare to this kind of love. And I pray that it will move our hearts in a response that will honor you and glorify you. So Lord, I pray for a blessing over every single person who's on this Zoom conference in the sound of my voice i just pray lord god that this coming season that we will embrace the greatest gift you have given to us which is jesus christ and may we cherish him may we be reminded of your love for us and your care for us so lord this coming week may we be able to celebrate together with family and friends and those of us who are alone i pray that you'll remind them that you're god emmanuel that they're never alone you are always with them and Lord, I, I pray that even as we receive the gifts, we will remember, Lord, that you are the greatest gift givers. So Lord, bless them. Every single household, protect us from even the COVID-19 and this fourth wave. Lord, we trust in you and in your goodness. So we thank you. We love you. And in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Harvest Mission Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit our website at hongkong.hmcc.net.